0: Good afternoon everyone and welcome to the second podcast from the Association of Assistance Professionals. Today we have a really special guest. I'm looking forward to our podcast. Mr. Abbas Askarli, and I'm going to ask him to pronounce his last name again later because he can say it much nicer than I can. Um, Abbas is an amazing person. Um, Over and over again, I've looked at his LinkedIn profile, his resume, and he has done some amazing things in his career. Um, Today, we've got Abbas here to talk a little bit about the company he's working for as a consultant. The company is called Citada. They're based in Canada. And we're going to go right straight to Abbas and have him tell us a little bit about Satata and basically what type of company is Satata and what his opinion is as to why Satata is a unique product. Thank you for being here, Abbas.
1: Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you very much for inviting me. I would like to first say good morning, good afternoon, or good evening to our guests. Uh, my name is Abbas Azgarali. I am based in Toronto in Canada. And uh, I would like just to bring you uh, you know, some information about the company uh, Citata, which is uh, a travel risk management company established in 2012. The, the company's founder was one of the high-level executives in uh, Health Canada, as a matter of fact, he created a, a software called Gfen, which stands for Global Public Health Intelligence Network, which was monitoring all the you know out disease outbreaks, you know the pandemic, epidemics, environmental issues, any health-related you know information and uh, and uh, alerts. And he brought this in this uh, expertise into Citata in 2012. And CITATA, you know, started in, in as a, you know, combining artificial intelligence, um, machine learning and human activities to provide, uh, you know, health related information and services. At the beginning, the, the focus of CITATA was really on the corporate business in providing information uh, to co- corporations uh, to fulfill their duty of care uh, obligations. So you know any kind of uh, health related uh, risk about uh, epidemic pandemic outbreak of disease you know like ebola like uh, dengue fever you know and um, as a matter of fact uh, you know this uh, this combination of technology and human uh, you know resources have been amazingly very interesting for for citata because in uh, in december 2019 <clears throat> excuse me we were the first one to, to catch the first cases of, of, of uh, uh, COVID, which was which was not known at that time as COVID, in uh, Wuhan, and on January the second, two thousand and twenty, we reported this to our customers and saying that there are uh, some uh, un, uh, un uh, you know uh, un uh, very high number of pneumonia cases in Wuhan. When we ask our customers not to to, to avoid going to Wuhan. Mm-hmm. So you know the, the the system is is really amazingly um, uh, you know capable of uh, shifting through millions of data and information through Twitter through social media through governmental organizations and really provide you know uh, uh, condensed uh, information. So this is what we you know, And, and uh, in 2019, when the COVID hit, what Citata did is something very Powerful. We we added, you know, a very large suite of services around COVID. You know, it, it goes from, uh, you know, providing all the information about what we call travel safe. So information about travel restrictions and entry requirements. So we have currently almost uh, four, 14 types of data about travel restrictions, you know, including, you know, what kind of vaccination you need, what kind of... Uh, you know, uh, what kind of uh, documents you need to travel uh, if the vaccinations are, you know, accepted in the destination country, you know, so 14 type of uh, categories and also 14 categories of uh, entry requirements. You know, we have added also, you know, vaccinations, you know, a network of, of, you know, available vaccinations to our customers. And just recently, about two, three months ago, we started to providing also, uh, you know, a PCR testing, uh, access to PCR testing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, our customers, we know that from the, uh, if you are, you know, in Germany or you are in uh, in France or in Canada, you know, it's, for me, it would be probably very easy to find a lab or a clinic to get uh, my test done. But when I am in a foreign country, when I need to come back and a PCR test is required or antigen is required, you know, it will be a challenge for me to find uh, the appropriate lab and get an appointment. So we provide end-to-end services to our customers. So this is what Vicitata does. You know, and um, what what makes us very unique, uh, Jennifer, is really this combination of uh, uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning with with human intervention. So, you know, that that allows us, as I said, to shift through, through a lot of data and provide this information to our, you know, customers, you know, on the seamless way on the different platforms. Should so it be on a website or on a, on a, on a mobile device, you know? So what we do is we have a team of now twenty-two analysts, and also a team of about six, you know, writing specialists who who, who shift get all the information. They go through the the, the this information and. They validate first between you know fake news or something very very important. And what makes us very also very unique, we are quite you know uh, up to date in terms of providing time-sensitive information as quickly as possible to our our customers, you know. And we provide this information in fifteen languages, uh, you know, English being the the, the language of uh, you know base base language. And we have 14 other languages, mainly European languages, except Arabic, which is a non-European language, which is all machine translated by Google or DeepL, and which is really very well received by our customers. So we have won some of the major, you know, customers like you know Qatar Airways, Etihad, Thomas Cook in in the UK, you know, the QI Group in in Europe, you know. So we we have an alliance a global partner in in Germany and now in in Europe so very very powerful you know uh, set of services we offer to our customers sure. and what makes us also very unique is you know on a single platform we have added a chat based assistance access to emergency assistance services so you know we we know that you know when you are in a in a, in a emergency situation it's very difficult to find you know your, your policy number and find how to call And through our mobile platform, you know, you can just uh, push a button. You are connected to our emergency call center, you know, through a chat. And uh, just recently, about a few weeks ago, we provided the first uh, only chat-based assistance in Indonesia. That was someone who had a, a motorbike accident, and he asked us to provide access to a doctor or a clinic. We did everything on the chat in a very smooth and very effective way. So that, that chat-based assistance becomes one of the features of, uh, you know, differentiator for Citata. We have added also telemedicine. We have a network of doctors and clinics around the world who can give, you know, telemedicine consult to our uh, customers. And we are, we are adding now currently a, a portion of travel insurance also. So what we, we do is make, a, you know, a, a very smooth, you know, customer journey from end to end getting the alerts when the the customer needs to travel to know exactly what kind of, uh, you know, threats or situation they are going to have, providing those alerts while they are traveling and and inform them completely about any potential risks or threats, you know, and uh, also uh, give them access to chat-based emergency assistance services, telemedicine, and also uh, insurance coverage to provide them the full end-to-end solutions. You know, we are also developing currently a blockchain-based, you know, s- solutions for managing, you know, uh, verifying, uh, cost containment, and and verifying the payment process. So that is coming in in our platform very soon, also. Mm. So, you know, what, what again, I would say, what makes us very different is one single platform, seamless, you know, uh, services from end to end, you know, and uh, you don't need to go to another platform to buy your travel insurance or to get uh, emergency access to emergency assistance services.
0: Okay, I just thank you very much. It's, it's really great, informative stuff. I just have one quick question about Citada before we move on uh, to learn a little bit more about you yourself. Have have you guys, has Satada noticed an increase in uh, customer inquiries since COVID? Absolutely, yes,
1: okay. uh, you know, there is uh, now Uh, greater, much greater awareness about the risk, you know, because people now know that if they want to travel, they need to follow some travel restrictions, you know, like wearing masks, getting the vaccination, getting the PCR test. So, you know, and there is a real, you know, awareness about getting also travel insurance. So, you know, we get a lot of requests about saying, you know, about uh, those kind of uh, information. And that, that is also very rewarding because I really believe that you know within the next few few months or a few years, you know the travel insurance combined with assistance services will become a part of uh, you know must uh, must have when you travel anywhere around the world, in- including within the, your own country.
0: Okay, thank you. So I mentioned earlier um, that you have an extremely impressive resume. You studied in France. You worked for some of the biggest names in the assistance and travel industry. Uh, for example, Managing Director, Europe Assistance Japan, uh, President International SOS, um, and you worked for Zurich for 17 years and 14 months. So you have, an again, an impressive background, what you bring to the table here today. With all of your experience, so I I gonna... huh? I'm sorry, just, yeah. just really quick, with all of your experience and everything you've seen and done over the last 30 years let's say what is your most cherished business memory that you can think of that you could share with us today
1: thank you jennifer for for those compliments you know and i, I think what makes me very, very unique as you said is my global experience you know uh, i was born in madagascar you know i finished my master degree in uh, economics at the sorbonne university in paris then I started my career with one of the, you know, founders of assistance services, Europe Assistance, which is a subsidiary of Generali. And with Europe Assistance, I learned, you know, what is the concept of assistance? You know, uh, Pierre Deneau, who was the, the, the founder of Europe Assist, you know, said one thing in, in the policy, you know, wording of assistance contract, we will help you no matter what. And I can tell you, Jennifer, at that time, you know, the lawyers, the corporate lawyers were just uh, pulling their hair, because that was opening, the, you know, the, the, to anything, you know. And we, you know, the Europe Assistant said, this is the way a system should be perceived, you know, and I will later elaborate a little bit on, on the following. But uh, so Europe Assistance was really my, my first uh, experience in learning, and I, I have initiated some very important, you know, work with them. You know, for example, I was the first one to uh, create the global market, marketing campaigns with banks, you know, which allow Europe systems to really to penetrate very strongly in the European markets. My the second, I would say, the most rewarding experience was Japan. You know, in in when I was I was asked by Generali to go to Japan if I would be interested to work in Japan, and I was I was thrilled to go there. Uh, but but you know one of the challenges I faced I I didn't really speak one single word of Japanese so you know and I lived in Japan for eight years I I created an assistance company travel insurance company we are very successfully my 99% of my customers were some of the largest Japanese insurance companies like Tokyo Marine like Nippon Life like uh, that, uh, you know credit card companies the, even the government of Japan like the Ministry of Foreign Affairs were my customers. And, you know, and uh, the challenges was, you know, when I started the the business in Japan, the concept of emergency assistance was unknown. So there were two challenges. How to explain to, you know, uh, the customers that this is the new concept you are bringing to the market. You know, and I had an idea to, uh, just to say, it's a moshi moshi call. Moshi moshi is the way to greet in Japanese to say hello on the phone. So it was really setting the stage to the customer that the, the services will be in Japanese. And then we started to build on that. And we I was very successful because when I left Japan, you know I was ab- ab- absolutely capturing about 85% of the market share of the travel insurance and travel assistance services in Japan. And uh, it was a, a, you know, a wonderful experience in terms of my you know uh, management experience. You know what is customer focused services what means quality of services you know and how you address the needs of customers which were really forming me in terms of uh, my next steps <laughs> then i um, i was uh, you know i moved to the us because uh, the chairman of international sos asked me if i would be interested in working in the in the us and uh, i believe in the principle of peter principles that you know if until you don't try you don't know uh, how long you you can go and uh, one of the things that attracted me, I had a great experience in Europe, in Asia, but absolutely no exposure in, in, uh, in North America. So I, I joined, uh, you know, International SOS in Philadelphia as a group president, you know, and uh, that was also a wonderful experience in learning the corporate market because SOS was and still is most probably very strong in the corporate market. And, and the the needs the 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 services are very different from the leisure traveler, so that was a very forming you know school for me, and a wonderful experience. And uh, and uh, while I was working with SOS, Bell Canada contacted me from uh, from Montreal, and asked me if I would be interested in working with Bell, uh, and develop the first telemedicine network, you know so. <laughs> Uh, I I I was once again you know challenged by t- trying to t- do something which I didn't know how to do, you know. And uh, with Bell, we, we created a network of uh, uh, doctors in uh, cardio uh, ca- cardiology because we were moni- monitoring about five to six thousand patients throughout Canada who had uh, you know cardiac problems like uh, arrhythmia or ischemia. And we were doing everything through telemedicine consult. So that was a wonderful experience. And uh, as, as I was telling you, Jennifer, uh, after a while, I've most become insane because I wanted to create my own business. So I created uh, my own, uh, you know, holistic center here in downtown Toronto, which I manage. which I combined, you know, uh, medical uh, allopathic medicine with, a tele- with, uh, with a, uh, traditional medicine. But... The challenge, uh, again, was, you know, the Canadian system is, uh, is like in Europe, uh, socialized medicine. So people were not uh, ready to pay, you know, the doctor consult for a naturopathic doctor or allopathic doctor. So <clears throat> yeah, after a few years, I closed the business and joined Zurich Insurance in, uh, in uh, Canada. And I worked, as you said, for about 17 years. Uh, wonderful experience in working with them because... We were expanding our footprint into areas where, you know, Zurich was developing some of the uh, the services for, you know, the insurance program in the U.S. especially for defense contractors. So those are the the companies going in a war zone like Iraq, Afghanistan, Sudan, you know, and uh, we we were providing the assistance services. So another, you know, wonderful experience of creating network of specialized, you know, service provider in those, uh, you know, War zone, war zone so this in a nutshell whom i am and then now i'm working with sitata we are developing this uh, fantastic products and quite successfully in in the marketplace
0: uh, remarkable honestly the, uh, just out of curiosity is bell still um in the telemedicine industry
1: no because what happened is um the bell uh, you know at, at a certain point after a few years the top management decided that it is not their core business you know it uh, the uh, the core business is in the, in the telecom mm-hmm. you know and uh, telemedicine was not uh, the core business so they, they decided to close the business
0: okay good i was just interested in that if they it's been a while um since since that when was it 97 to 2000 so i was just curious if they were still involved in telemedicine um good
1: no not okay. no longer. no no
0: all right let's stay there with your career a little bit um and if you go back and think about your career which you just told us quite a bit about and you had to or you could make a decision and change it to change the course of your resume your time spent within the working world what would it be if there was one thing you would change and say i should have made a different decision what decision would that have been
1: oh gosh that's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let me let me address this question maybe differently, you know, because, you know, I, I said that previously that, you know, the assistance concept is really o- opening doors to, you know, as Pierre Denot, the founder of Europe Assistance, said, you know, we will help you no matter what. You know, and, uh, and now the combination of insurance which brings, you know, the, the, the you know, the, the you know, framework of uh, policy terms and conditions, coverages, limits, exclusions, you know, sometimes, you know, when I look back and look at my customers, you know, it's, it's really, if I can change, if I can better inform and educate our customers, tell them, you know, that what kind of, you know, policy, travel insurance policy or travel assistance policy they need to buy, you know, it makes me, you know, very upset when I see some of the policies, you know, just covering about $50,000, for example, for out of the country medical and evac and RIPAT we all know that, you know, with $50,000, you will not even be able to, to stay three days in an ICU in the US, for example. And the same applies now in terms of cost, uh, you know, in Europe or even in Asia now. So, you know, if I can I can better educate and I can better inform the end users that, you know, especially now with COVID, you know, and the awareness about, you know, the, the necessity of having A good, you know, for example, a trip cancellation or, uh, you know, COVID-related coverage. Those are the things if I can do, I would really do it. But uh, it uh, it looks like it's beyond my control.
0: Okay. Well, thank you. That was very, very interesting. So let's move on. Um, A hot topic these days, sustainability and global health. They're both really popular. Um, They're buzzwords. They're important, though. Uh, Nonetheless what I would like to know from you is how do you think the just the the travel industry can justify promoting travel in times like this where sustainability global health um, global warming these are all topics and of course we know um, without being in the travel industry that travel affects global health how can you justify working in the travel industry during times like this what is what do you do to help things, is there anything the travel industry, in your opinion, could do to support these types of causes—sustainability and global health? And last question, and I'll come back to them if, if I need to. Are you a boss personally doing anything to support these causes?
1: So I am. I am been always very interested in the, you know in the well, uh, you know wellness, natural you know natural traditional medicine. <laughs> You know, and, uh, and especially today, you know, when we see the impact of uh, the climate change and uh, being, uh, you know, uh, a native of Madagascar. And just to give you an info, some information about that, and I will elaborate a little bit more about what I am doing. You know, Madagascar is, uh, you know, one of the fourth largest islands in the world. It's off the coast of uh, East Africa. It is larger than France and Benelux combined. with a population of about 26 million inhabitants, you know, and uh, there is no war, no, you know, tribal, you know, uh, issues in Madagascar. But the southern part of Madagascar is is seeing now, you know, the impact of the global, you know, uh, climate change, you know, and uh, global warming. For the last five years, there has been no rain at all. It has affected over one million people, who are now you know uh, desperately looking for water and uh, and moving to the north part of, of madagascar which is creating another challenge of uh, you know uh, you know for 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 the country and i'm involved in two two areas to help this you know one is uh, bring water so you know uh, in madagascar most of the times when you 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 create a well you know you can find water at you know about eight to ten meters you know deep uh, in the southern part of Madagascar, unfortunately, the water is available, but at the, at the deep, deepness of about 40 to 50 meters, which requires, you know, very different uh, skill set and equipment. You know, so I am uh, uh, working with uh, NGOs locally to help them to build those wells. So far, we have built about eight wells, you know, in the range of uh, uh, about four to 5,000, you know, euros per well because it requires, you know, uh, the drilling, uh, you know, capacity, uh, you know, the pump, you know, the, the solar panel, you know, and, uh, you know, we were hoping that we can expand within the next few months to at least do about 40 to 50 wells, you know, and I'm working to find the fundings, you know, from around the world to help the, those, uh, those, uh, those people. Another area where I'm working also and uh, is to bring them some new kind of crops and uh, plants which are drought resistance. I have reached out uh, in Israel, uh, an institute in the Negev, which is uh, specialized in uh, developing plants which are very, uh, you know, uh, drought resistance. They are willing to help. They are willing to provide their expertise to Madagascar. The the, the once again the problem is, you know, to find the, the skill set in Madagascar in agro, agronomy and culturally agro- cultural, uh, cultural you know, technology which can be which can sustain this kind of technology so i'm working with the, the government of madagascar to see how we can we can educate some of the agronomic uh, you know faculties to provide this expertise and bring some new kind of crops and plants in the southern part of madagascar
0: when was the last time you've been back home to madagascar Pardon? when was the last time you were in madagascar
1: I was there in 2013. As a matter of fact, uh, I was there to, to celebrate the 100 years of uh, 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 the business my dad has created in Madagascar. So uh, my dad passed away a long time ago, but I went there to celebrate his uh, uh, success. So I was there in 2013 the last time. What,
0: what, time, of, what time of business did your dad start up there? Pardon? What type of business did your dad start in Madagascar?
1: He, he, because we are you know, from Indian origin so a typical Indian trading company so import export we were focusing on mainly in, uh, in uh, you know, machinery and you know, office equipment this is the, the business you know, he has developed in Madagascar and quite successfully and now it is run by my uncles
0: ok well thank you
1: and I still One have, last... I still have my, my family over there I have two of my sisters there and uh, still family members
0: do you, do you uh, talk to them very often? Skype or, or oh, Zoom or
1: almost daily. I would say almost daily with oh. WhatsApp or how the new technology allows me to communicate with them now without any problem. There you
0: go. Good for you. Well, one
1: Thank you. one <laughs> last
0: closing word. Do me a big favor because you can pronounce it so beautifully. Pronounce your name.
1: <laughs> Abbas Asgarali.
0: <laughs> Thank you, boss. <Obaz. laughs> and it was my pleasure having you here today as our second guest. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. And we look forward to hearing more from you and also from Sotada.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you for the Association of Assistance Professionals to, to, for inviting me. It's a great pleasure to, to be with you. And I hope I was able to, to share some of my experience with you all. Have a wonderful day, wonderful evening, and see you soon.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye.